Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Sonic Boom! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, as usual. Once again, another warm welcome. It's an Arcade Attack podcast. I am, of course, James. And I'm joined by Adrian. Hey, part of the furniture. <laughs> part of the furniture. Keith. Hello. I've got Dylan over there in the wilderness. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got the mighty Rob on the other end of the table. How are we, gents? And Rob? What's good. up? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Fine and dandy like sour candy. So, I've got a bit of a, a massive topic uh, for you guys today. So, we're not going to talk about a game. We're not going to talk about a genre. We're not even going to count down one of our famous top 25s. Yeah? No. One of our definitive top 25s. Definitive. Absolutely definitive. Set in stone, yeah? So I've decided to take on a a bit of a a slippery eel of a subject. And we're going to look at multiplayer gaming through the ages. Mm. Yeah? It's a a bit of a battleship of a subject. Yeah. It's Um, a biggie. I'm going to try. I'm going to no doubt get a lot of flack on the socials for this. You didn't say this. You missed out this. Good. More conversation. Yeah, we're tough. We've got thick skin. Bring it on. Go for it. Go for it. So we're going to we're gonna go on a little bit of a journey. We're, we're going to look at the roots, the growth, and the flourish of playing games together. Not those sorts of games. Yeah. Multiplayer games. Video <laughs> games. It's a family podcast, as we always say. Um, but we're going to do a kind of a fanboy nostalgia name drop type scenario. Yeah? James, you just uh, ruined the dreams of every sh- every arcade attack shipper out there. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, we're ruining <laughs> dreams for the last shipper. twelve months. What can I say? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna cover a boatload of titles across across the eras in a bit of a whistle stop style. Yeah. So if you don't hear your favourite, all right, and you've got something to add to the chat, flag us down on the socials and, and have your say because I've no doubt I'll miss some. Yeah. Also, if you want to talk about a specific era or generation of gaming that, that we don't quite give enough time to, um, then do carry the conversation on with us because we can uh, we can carry it on and kind of keep going after the show's finished. Yeah. Or we can just ignore you. And just... Or, or you can yeah, you can just say you got it all wrong and just tell us to shut up. That's all good. We can take it. So, are we ready to have a bit of a delve into the lucky dip chest? Yeah, it's the multiplayer game again. Yeah. <laughs> it's the multiplayer mega bonanza box. This time, not Dylan's one, it's my one. <laughs> but as usual with my pods, I like to kind of put you guys on the spot a little bit. Yeah? Um, with, a, with a bit of gaming trivia. It's not too hard. It's cool. not too hard. So, this, this episode is, is no exception, really. So, what I want to know is. What is widely considered to be the first computerized multiplayer video game? Pong. It's not. Uh, it's not. But we will mention it, of course. We can't not mention it. What else? Any, any, it, it predates Pong by 14 years. I think, didn't you say Battleship or something? No, Is it some Battleship. kind of computerized chess game? It's not a chess game. No. Again, a good guess. But oh, draft. Tic-tac-toe. <laughs> no. <laughs> It was, in fact, it's from 1958, and it was a game designed by an American physicist called William Higginbotham, or Higginbottom, <laughs> Higginbottom. <laughs> one of those two. Yeah. Um, and he actually discovered that he had an analogue computer called the Donner Model 30, and it could simulate trajectories and wind resistance, right? So ha- what? think about what type of game you would play with trajectories and wind resistance. Basic. Game. Missile Command. 
No. Ultimate Frisbee. You're getting closer. <laughs> you're getting closer because it's a sports game. Golf. You're getting closer. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a bit more of a clue. So here Golf isn't t- really a multiplayer game, though, is it? Um, well, you just take turns. Taking turns. Yeah. Nah, well, I'm talking a truly multiplayer game. He and a technician called Robert Dvorak um, built the game called Tennis for Two. Ah. Uh, which they created over three weeks, um, and they displayed it and played it with small aluminium controllers on an oscilloscope, believe it or not. Um, and this was at the Brookhaven National Laboratory's annual public exhibition. So as you can imagine, this exhibition was, you know, a very scientific affair. Mm. And along comes William Higginbotham and goes, no, nope, not interested in any of that science anymore. <laughs> Here's a tennis game for everyone to play. Yeah. Mm. Um it was a massive success. Uh, it was it was played mostly by high school students, funnily enough. Funnily enough. Yeah, yeah. shocker. Um, and it was actually bettered the year after on a much larger oscilloscope, and it had more complex design, uh, gravity response. Um, but it kind of just faded after that, really, and it was completely forgotten about um, until the late 70s when there was all sorts of lawsuits flying around about who owned the rights and all that sort of thing. Obviously, because, you know, gaming was, was picking up massively yeah. and it was one of the, it was, you know, one of, if not the first um, multiplayer video games. I use that term slightly loosely. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, what do we think about tennis game? Eh? So, I mean, it sounds, it sounds more complicated than Pong. Well, yeah, we I talk about that. wind resistance. I mean, if you look, if you if, if you <laughs> look, well, it, well in, in a very basic, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, don't get too hung up on, <laughs> you know. But if you look at it, if you actually look at tennis, tennis for two from 1958, it, it, it literally is a circular oscilloscope screen, mm. and it's a, a a little mark in the middle, like where the net is, yeah, and it's literally a little dot that kind of flies, yeah. Wow, it's um, it's as basic as you could as possibly really get. But where do we go from there? Where do we go from like 1958 and onwards? Yeah, here we're we just going to keep shouting pong. We're just going to shout until no, you get to there pong. Was, there was more that predated pong, yeah. believe it or not. So, where does the multiplayer roller coaster take us next? Well, we're going to go to 1962, okay. and there's a game you should have heard of this. Yeah, I, I, I think Rob probably knowing his encyclopedic knowledge, a game called Space War. No space war? Do we know space war? You might do if you looked it up. If you have a quick look at images on your on your phone now, you, we'll you'll probably look at it and go, oh, it's that one. Um, it's been in a bunch of films, uh, TV shows, etc., um, both sort of old, old and new. But in a nutshell, the game was built on the foundations, which Tennis for Two had, but it used more advanced equipment to play it. So it oh, played on yeah. something called a PDP-1, which is a little kind of almost like a personal kind of computer you I have seen it yeah, yeah. Um, so Keith what, what are you seeing right now what's what's the just explain what it actually looks like okay so it's a black screen with some white dots on it <laughs> <laughs> and some small little spaceshipy things exactly and, and rockets yeah yes so players controlled spaceships so you had a needle and a wedge which were the two controllable craft and you had a little dogfight um, and you had to essentially make sure that you conserved your weaponry and fuel and you needed to make sure you didn't crash into things. Um, okay. And it was, um, again, another absolutely massive success because nobody had kind of had that kind of thing before. Mm. Yes, you could play tennis and tic-tac-toe and all that sort of stuff, um, but not uh, not kind of shooting people no, in, no. in spacecraft. So there we go. Um, it was actually responsible, a bit of trivia here for you, it created, they, they created the very first official video game tournament in 1972, uh, where the winners, wow. what, what were the winners awarded if you won Space War Tournament? What I do think, you think? Have a guess. What would be like, like a hash? 
Mm? Pong. <laughs> I think it was a big bag of hash because it was big bag of hash. Early seventies sci-fi video game students. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be that. I reckon it was like four. Like one was a sword, one was a gauntlet. <laughs> Remember, like in oh, the sword quest, yeah, sword quest, and it's all diamond encrusted uh, possessions. Okay, so we got a bag of hash, a diamond encrusted sword. Okay, go one, one dollar gift certificate. Uh, I don't know. Dylan wants to say something. One dollars was a lot in those days. Yeah. Pong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there! I'll get there! They actually received a one year's Ooh. subscription to Rolling Stone magazine. Is that a monthly or weekly magazine? I it used to be fortnightly, monthly. I think. Right, oh, okay. so there okay. you go. That's I not mean, bad. If you 1972, get yourself a year's worth of Rolling Stone. As in Rolling Stone is probably at least the third or fourth best music magazine in America. There you go. So you've got, you got a subscription to the third or fourth best music magazine <laughs> in America. What I've always um, wanted. So we're going to fast forward very quickly um, through the ages of, of sort of video game competitions um, to modern day. And gaming tournament, tournaments essentially have become an industry um, all of their own, mm. haven't they? Multiplayer tournaments. Yeah. Um, and now they boast millions of dollars in prize money, massive exposure to the gaming community. Can anybody tell me what the biggest... Uh, or so far, what the biggest sort of prize pot has been mm. for a, 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 a multiplayer gaming tournament? Yeah, the Atari Sword Quest tournament is ridiculous. I'm talking. I'm talking. Modern modern time. Time. Modern no. talk about now. If you bring it up to modern day, yes, Rocket it's League esports crazy tournaments worth a lot of money, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, but this is huge. I'll tell you, it's it was something that was held in 2021 called the International. Uh, and it had a prize pool of $40 million. Was it, for- wow. was it Fortnite or something stupid? $40 like million. It was a bunch of different games. Right. Um, but it was esports included as well, a bunch of other kind of multiplayer games. $40 million was the prize wow. pool. Uh, I mean, if that doesn't tell you that, that multiplayer gaming has, has got to that point, you know, on the map, then, you know, it, it's, it's, nothing else will. But it's not bad for playing games with a bunch of mates and strangers. No. $40 million quid. $40 million, should I say, but it's about the same these days, isn't it? <laughs> um, so anyway, we digress. We're going to go We're going to go back to the 70s. 1972, November 72, um, probably the most well-known early multiplayer video game of all time. Oh, no, we don't know what it is. No. I got in there quick. I got in there. <laughs> Rob got in there first. Yeah, yeah, well done, you, you, the rest of you were all previous. <laughs> yeah. When are you guys going to get one of these right? <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. Get with the plan. But it was by the mighty Atari, of course it was all together now pong thanks adrian <laughs> um but uh, it was first it, it was an early arcade cabinet and then it went on to the first home video console what was the first home video console uh, atari 2600 no it was not uh, we've mentioned it previously we have mentioned it previously Spectrovision? no ColecoVision. no vectrex no was it that binatone thing no that was very early but right. no it's actually the Magnafox Odyssey yeah. the Magnafox. in 1975. Um, and Pong essentially just took the world by storm. Um, everybody knew what it was. Everybody wanted to play it. Everybody wanted to own a console that mm. had it on. Um, and it was highly addictive, even though it was extremely basic. But it was still a way to kind of play multiplayer gaming with your mates. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and, I mean, it, it took on a whole bunch of different incarnations. Yeah. Um, and it can be, I mean, easily accessed on modern platforms. They've got all sorts of different versions of it. 
But let's be honest, it will probably live forever and it will always be like the ultimate staple, won't it, when you talk about like retro multiplayer games. Its legacy would linger forever. (laughs) It will indeed. So one of the most amazing facts about the 70s as far as gaming uh, is actually the sheer number of home consoles that accommodated two players, believe it or not. The numbers actually go well into the hundreds. I I didn't know this at all. I thought that the, um, you know, in doing a sort of a bit of research, I thought there were a few consoles and a few kind of, versions of the same console mm. there are hundreds made by tons of different, different companies yeah um and whilst you've got you know you've got a lot of subtly sort of altered consoles from the same manufacturer mm. um the numbers are actually huge so a lot of the consoles were geared obviously to, uh, towards playing pong or versions of it um some of the other titles included um light gun functions as well so, rif- so cool. rifle games and things like that very early ones yeah so some key names we obviously know Atari. Mm. We know we now know Magnavox. But you've also got the likes of Alcatel, Ajax, <laughs> believe it or not, Binatone, well done deal, Prince Tronic, and Radio Shack made a console as well. Oh, wow. They did. Even Tandy, yes, Tandy, oh, God, they made a, a console. Blast from the past. Yeah, they made a console <laughs> called the TV Scoreboard which was a Pong console, but with a rifle game included. Wow. Did Radio Shack just put theirs together from whatever happened to be lying around the store? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. Yes, yeah. 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 a little bit of glue, that'll do. Shove it together. There's a screen. There's a controller. <laughs> that, there we go. They probably did, to be fair. Hmm. But there's... Honestly, if you type in... If you type in 70s Pong consoles, uh, 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 there are hundreds. Yeah. There are so many to look through. It's unbelievable. So the mid to late 70s then saw an explosion of arcade machines. Um, some of them, some of them could actually accommodate two players, although a lot of them were, were based around the single player mm. market. Yeah. So the likes of, um, Death Race, <coughs> Atari Football, Asteroids and Gunfight. Remember any of those? I don't think. Asteroids, yeah. Keith's got them yeah, probably no all on his, uh, <laughs> on, on his funky cabinet. Um, you had either two players in either a co-op or yet battling out against, um, each other on the arcade cabinet. So others, such as Galaxian, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Galaxian. Mm. Yeah classic um we've all played that one mm-hmm. it had a two-player function but players were required to take turns oh, yeah. i hate games like that yeah because then they're multiplayer but they're not and oh like there's different amiga games like commando and stuff must take it in turns and it, i yeah. just i find it a, a cheap way i'm sorry james but i hope, I, I don't completely agree they're multiplayers no do you know what i i, I agree i agree but they actually were classed as multiplayer Ugh. games because it was you know you took turns but because it was a you know a different scoreboard mm. for the second player, it was multiplayer. That was that was how they um, that was how they differentiated. Sonic, the first Sonic is multiplayer, isn't it? You think you can do you can take it in turns, can't you? Really? Not Sonic One. <laughs> Not Sonic One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if I give you the controller after the each stage. Oh, okay, moving on. Sonic Zero. <laughs> Sonic Zero. <laughs> the prequel. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anywho, so yeah, comparing scores at the end of the round was essentially a, a way of playing a, a multiplayer version of the game. But yeah, uh, and not Sonic. So just to, just to clear that one up for all you Sonic fans out there, shaking your fist at the at the uh, yeah. your phones. Um, but chaps, any other any other sort of arcade cabinets or, or games that you can think of that came out in the seventies? Any real classics that we haven't mentioned? As I said, there weren't that many multiplayer ones. No. Atari Football, Death Race, Asteroids, etc. were were genuine multiplayer. Um, but yeah, there's not many, are there? No. It's, it's actually a real head-scratcher. 
Dill, anything over there? He's scratching his head as well. No. And I don't blame you because there weren't that many. Yeah. The fact is that the depth and scope of multiplayer at the time was still in its early days. Mm. Yeah. And it was almost limited. It was limited almost overwhelmingly to just sports games. Yeah. Because that's where obviously, you know, a lot of the multiplayer came in with your tennis, your football, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, And I mean, we can probably always, you know, you can think of any sport and it's got a classic arcade or console game, hasn't it? Yeah. Pretty much any sport. Mm. So we're moving into the 80s. Now the meat on the bones. Yeah. So arcades were drawing massive crowds. Yeah. They were the place to hang out. Um, and there was, there was essentially a conveyor belt of, of new games released in the early 80s. Early 80s arcade games. Shout a few names. Blaze Invaders. Yep. Pac-Man. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Gallagher. Um, Yep. Dig Dug. Yes. Oh, what a game. Dig Dug. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, Dig Dug. Donkey Kong. Boulder Dash. Yes. Frogger. Yeah. Battle Zone. Was uh, Ice Climber two player? Ice Climber is a two player, isn't it? Missile Command. Yeah. I love Missile Command. And mate. the one that Adrian in the break called Pizza Boy. <laughs> <laughs> is what, Adrian? Paper Boy. Yes. <laughs> oh, what's that game with, um, you know, where you're a boy and you throw papers? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist it. Pizza Boy. Adrian's, what... Adrian's a Tim and Eric fan. I think that's where that came from. But. All of those games, pretty much everything we just mentioned, were were released in just a two-year period between 80 and 82. So there was literally this conveyor belt Mm. of new arcade games um, that were coming out. And that's just a fraction of the titles. They're all huge titles. And, you know, let's be honest, we all all had our 10Ps or our quarters, if you're over in the US, all lined up along the cabinets, etc., anyone who was there at the time. But... They were still all geared towards the single-player market. They were. Yeah? They were. And you had racing games as well where you had the steering wheels again, but it was all really mostly geared towards a single-player market. So you couldn't still really play that many games with your mates. No, because yeah? at that point, the competitive element was getting your high score and getting your initials on the... It, it was all the, about the, the high cabinet. score. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. All Donkey Kong. We didn't say Donkey Kong. Yeah, James we, did. We, we, oh, we did say James. James. We did yeah. say it, sorry. And again, all of those games, it was all about who's got the highest yeah. score, who's got yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the top of the leaderboard, yeah, um, at the end of the day in the arcade. And that's what it was all about. But but really, you know, multiplayer wasn't actually kind of dug in at all, yeah? Um, you did have the likes of games like Joust, for mm. example, yeah, for example, that allowed simultaneous yeah. play, yeah. all right? But it wasn't actually until 1983... Um, when a little-known game called Mario Brothers <laughs> uh, hit arcades and, and the tide started to turn. Now, this is the this is the interesting point. And you're thinking, hold on. Yeah, wait, that's... No, no. Yeah, yeah I know. Hold on. on. Luigi doesn't make an appearance in Mario Brothers, does he? You're thinking of Super Mario Brothers rather than oh, Mario Oh, he's fallen into my trap. Yes. And Rob's managed to highlight it, which is great. So, <laughs> I've got you again. Shake harder, boy. <laughs> to, to the guy who normally hijacks all my points. I've got him this time. But, yeah, for, for those sort of not in the know, um, I'm actually talking about the slightly lesser-known original Mario mm. title, uh, <laughs> which was actually a single-screen platform for one to two players uh, simultaneously. And you had to work to get rid of animals such as turtles. Yeah, and you have the power boxes in there yes, as well. You do, and Luigi uh, is in this game. Yeah, I've played he is it. indeed Mario and Luigi. Yeah, which is, okay. and I think, I think to be fair, fast forward a little bit. If you look at any uh, of the sort of mini consoles, the stuff that was released, and certainly the Nintendo's and stuff like that, hmm. it was all, it was on there a lot. So have a play because it's a really good fun game. Um, and a lot of people, you know, not knowing the franchise that well, 
will fall into the same trap and go, oh, Super Mario Brothers was, was 85. Yeah, yeah, James. The original Mario Brothers... Before they were super. Yes, before... Indeed, yeah. Was uh, was, was 83, basically, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was 83, which is quite early when you think about it, yeah. Um, But there you go, a little bit of uh, trivia. But the players, essentially, the the, the basic premise of it was you had to try and get rid of animals by bopping the platform underneath them, Mm. um, and then you could um, knock their shells away before they could flip over, yeah. Um, And players won by gathering the best scores at the end of the round, so it was still score-based. Yeah. But same screen, and it was a lot faster paced, and you were kind of like against your mates and against the clock. So um, it's a, it's a really great title actually. If you haven't played it, cool, Adrian, <laughs> give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. It's really good. Um, really recommended. So it started to kind of develop what Keith was saying about the competitive streaming, mm. yeah, um, because people then realised, hang on, I can play a game with my mate, yeah, or with my brother, or with my sister, or with my dad, or whatever. And I can actually take them on at the same time. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So this is where it kind of all all began. So with the the Mario Brothers release, um, there then sort of came a slew of two player full or split screen games in the mid eighties. Any mid eighties sort of games you can think of arcade wise? Um, R- 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 type. Is that one player though? R type. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> loving <laughs> loving the fact you're bringing all the single player ones. Wait a minute, wasn't Twin B two player? That was that that early? Was that then? It was nineteen forty two. No, they were. It weren't. wasn't. No. And again, I, I did exactly the same thing. I looked at those games and thought, oh, they're different. There must be. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, there the was late, one the later where it was like a world, some the later World 2 yeah. one where but there was two players. Got, the ones I've got there, you've got the likes of Marble Madness. Oh, what game? Ice Climber. So I didn't know it was two players. Uh, Battle City and Gauntlet. Oh, of course. Mm. Yeah, Gauntlet, yeah. I mean, Gauntlet um, increased the actual number whoa, of whoa, available. Whoa. Marble yeah. Madness. Keith's right. I played on the Spectrum and you, 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 you use two players. You take it in turns. I think you'd have two marbles on the screen at once. I'm actually referring to the arcade cabinet, mm. not the. Well, not, <laughs> what did you? What <laughs> did you Adrian's pronounce? referring to the internet right now. I'm, he's going to have me here. Marble Madness and the Spectrum's he, quality, by the way. Um, so yeah, the, and Gauntlet, as, as we said, just yeah. actually increased the number of available controllable characters from two to four. Yeah. Um, again, another huge Massive. step up because you could then play four player at once, which was unheard of. Mm. Yeah. Um, another big step forward. So, <clears throat> um, are we keeping up so far? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. still not really in the zone, though, the, are we? Not no. in the multiplayer Nearly. zone. Because you need to sort of strap in, because essentially 86 to 87 um, hit harder in our kind of journey than at any point before. Um, and you had um, even more titles which took it kind of to new levels. Bubble Bobble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rainbow Water Islands. Cassie. Yeah. Gauntlet oh, 2, yeah. which improved yeah. on, on the first game. Ikari Warriors. Anyone remember that one? Sounds good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like Commando, isn't it? Top down yeah. shooting game. Top down so shooting good. game. Really good. Really intense. Yeah. Good um, kind of like, do, remember Gunsmoke? Yeah, yeah. 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 Great like that, but with two players mm-hmm. and essentially the same kind of. Gunsmoke was two players. Mm, the NES, al- alternating. Sure. It wasn't the same screen. Hmm. Yeah. What years did you say? 86, 87? 86, 87. Double Dragon? Yep, 87 Double Dragon. Uh, Life Force? Remember Life Force? It's like a space, sh- like an R type type game. Oh, okay. But again, R type was only single player. Life Force actually was two. It was called Salamander elsewhere. Yeah, that's, I've heard of it. Salamander. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rampage. Oh, yeah. Yes. What's that game? Free play. Yes. And you had sort of several different ways to win, didn't you? Like on, on Rampage. It was such a good game. Still yeah, because you could beat each other up. Yeah, and uh, as well as we've interviewed the man that made Rampage. Yes. So feel free to check Brian Collins' interview out. Go and check it out if you like the game. Uh, Xenophobe, uh, Alien Syndrome, Double yes. Dragon, 
Um, and uh, Contra, legendary Yeah, Contra, the first Contra. Which is like, most people can't even get past the first level. But I've seen videos of people not even getting hit and stuff like that, which is crazy on, on two players. Madness. Um, or if you're in Europe, what was Contra called? Probotector. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so the multiplayer kind of era had, had landed um, and it was kind of just it was snowballing almost out of control because the games were just coming thick and fast. And game studios and hardware manufacturers, they now had to kind of cater to two very distinct audiences. Yeah, You still had a lot of gamers choosing single-person uh, racing or shooting games. Mm. Yeah, And cabinets were still being made or, you know, with, with a lot of single players uh, in mind. Um, but there was an ever-growing appetite for the cabinets, the consoles, the games, etc., that accommodated two or more players. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. So the late 70s into the 80s had given us, like, the arcade golden era, really, I, I would say, if you if you go back to... That's through, what they call it, yeah. Yeah, they, they, I would say the late 70s into the mm. 80s was, you know, that was the place to be, was, a, was an arcade, yeah? Um, and we now kind of, like, as we move forward a little bit, is what a lot of people would would consider to be the pinnacle of kind of classic gaming, let alone multiplayer on its own. Mm. It was the late eighties. <sighs> oh, keeps keeps in his happy place right now. <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there was a bit of a shift happening because there was a shift from visiting the arcade um, to simply firing up your console in your mm. front room um, with your mates. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it was you were to pretty much able to do the same kind of thing, but in the uh-huh. comfort of your own living room. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Um, so the multiplayer gaming scene, it was changing faster than anyone could have imagined. Um, and whilst the arcades continued to be popular and they've never not, you know, stopped being popular, really, um, there was a, obviously a bit of a lull and they're kind of making a bit of a comeback now, which is, which is good. Places that, that do, uh, house arcade cabinets. But, um, <clears throat> it was, um, it brought out sort of the cooperative and versus side of gaming and it brought it to the forefront. So 85 to 87 in terms of home console release. What did we have? Master System. And we had a Master System. The NES. We had a NES. Entertainment System. We had the Atari 2600. Amiga. Oh, the Amiga came out, yeah, didn't yeah. Uh, Versions of, obviously followed. What yeah. the most popular version of the Amiga? 500. Absolutely. Um, and they were they were all released in, in North America and Europe. Um, and, and bringing with them after that, once, once they were released, uh, uh, you know, handsome game libraries, um, which included not only arcade ports of popular multiplayer games already, mm-hmm. um, some of which we mentioned, but new titles developed for home consoles, and because obviously the appetite was just growing and growing and growing. So, favorite multiplayer games on any of those kind of three platforms? Oh, funnily enough, you just mentioned Rampage. I had Rampage on the Master System. <coughs> Great game. It's it's an absolute classic. So much it fun. never gets old, does it? <laughs> I really like tennis on the NES. NES tennis. Yeah. yeah. Nes Tennis. That sports sports fan. Yeah. Or just so. like that game in isolation. No, that game I thought was really good. Nes Tennis. Yeah. Uh, for the Amiga, I'm, I'm maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but it, you know, sensible soccer. It was the pinnacle of multiplayer, two-player fun. Uh, it's great, and um, yeah, probably the best game on the Amiga. Like didn't said, I think. Also, again, the ones we've already mentioned, I had Double Dragon on the Master System, and I've got good memories of playing that. I mean, we, we, we did yeah. a whole pod on it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and from where it came from as well, mm. um, from coming from Renegade, um, Kunio Come, as it were, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, 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 the original release, um, and kind of, again, changed things because mm. you were basically walking across mm. the screen cooperatively beating up enemies, yeah, yeah. which is something that hadn't been done to that point. So. But there were a lot of different types of those multiplayer games. It wasn't just the beat 'em up, the shoot 'em up. No. They were all developing those different genres in, in multiplayer formats. So 
Examples, we've already said Double Dragon, we said Bubble Bobble, Balloon Fight on the NES. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, horrendously underrated game. I love that <laughs> game. It's it's so, like, you get so massive rage quitting as well when, when you play it too flat. <laughs> yeah. I play it with my oldest son and he's just he just gets the massive hump. Because, like, when you pop someone's balloon, it's like, what did you do that for? Why, why are you doing that? But What's it's a, it's a uh, Tetris on the NES two-player? Like, as in you're playing simultaneously? Oh, oh my! I think maybe that was added later maybe. on the Amiga. I think there was yeah. as I'm an original sure. release. I think Tetris was the single player, but there's been so many kind of versions since then. I may be thinking of a Japanese version or like the version we'll I played on my Japanese. Adrian's on it. On the oh yeah, you had a Famicom, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, well, while Adrian's looking into that, I'm pretty. I think we might be right because that's the one they use on tournaments, isn't it? The NES, the NES two-player battle version yeah, isn't it yeah I think so because uh-huh. obviously because to do it on the Game Boy you had to have the link oh yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. Yeah. it was it was in there I think, I think. okay excellent um, Tetris as well little shout out to Swiv and Silkworm on the Amiga sort of a top down or side sort of you know Swiv's sh- a great game Swiv's a great game isn't it kind of, you can control a jeep or a helicopter and it's mm. brilliant two player game it's, it's, it's <laughs> great Balloon Fire I mentioned River City Ransom Oh, that's another beat em up, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Um, and various uh, football, boxing games, etc., um, and, and ball games and whatnot across the consoles, as, as, as we mentioned. The Punch Out, like <clears throat> two player. No. It wasn't the Simpsons version like they did. Uh, I think the standard games the just normal a single, single player. player I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. So, but what I want to do now is is draw your attention. There's a few titles which has a had a very special capability. So, Gauntlet Two, Monopoly. Mm. RC Pro-Am, Super Off-Road. Classic. What a classic. A classic. Championship Bowling, not so much of a classic, and a select few others. What could they do that other games to that point couldn't? Four-player, right? Absolutely. How did you do that, though, on, for example, a NES? Well, James, I was in Oxfam <laughs> Purdy the other day. Oh, here we go, right? Get comfy, And I lads. pop in, because I, I live in Purdy, spoiler alert. And I pop spoiler into, alert. <laughs> and I pop into, I just pop in charity shops. You know, I usually have a look around, and sometimes I look at the video games. It's usually Wii games and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no joke of a lie, there was a NES game. And it was, uh, but the the label was really kind of worn off. And was it just the cartridges? Must, yeah, yeah. No you way, can see no a way little bit of the sticker, there. just a little yeah. bit. Like I'd say about maybe a uh, maybe one tenth was left on it, like oh, different wow. patches. I was like, "What on earth is this?" And I, I said, "What is this game?" To the guy, I, said, I don't know. And he, <laughs> like, he's not going to know what <laughs> it is. To know. I mean, I said, <laughs> he I mean, runs a game shop. I think it's, I think it's four pounds. I thought, I'll get it. That was worth the gamble. I, I'm going to get it. Nes game, Nes game, and pounds. it's for charity. And I had no idea what it was, so yeah. I put it on Twitter. I said, "What on earth is this game? I, what have I bought?" And it was RC RC Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't, <laughs> know, know, I don't know the current <laughs> prices for that, but I'm guessing it's more than four yeah, pounds. Yeah. You see the state; it maybe it isn't worth. <laughs> does it work? Still, it doesn't. <laughs> does it work? That's all that counts. Well, did, I can have a guess about how you play, play full player on that. Is Go that on. is that the all, so? I'm thinking about the racing ones in particular. Yeah. Um, I think Micro Machines did this My, on the uh, Game Gear. Micro Machines uh, did it on the Mega Drive. I think. Yeah, I think you, it's you like eight player. Don't you do like auto accelerate, and you basically use. 
one half of yes. the control pad to do the steering and the thing. And the thing. How crazy is that? Is On that some right? games, yes, that was that was actually a capability. Yeah. But in but what I'm going to tell you, there's a peripheral that actually for the NES, I, I think a lot of people don't even know exists. Well, it's a four player multi tap no. thing. Mm. For the NES, no. get out Shall we open the Pandora's box? <laughs> so yeah, the games those get those games in particular. There wasn't a huge list, but those games could actually accommodate up to four players uh, with the attachment for a NES called the four score <laughs> believe it or four not score. Um, a four controller adapter which you can actually buy quite cheaply these days I looked at it they're actually mm, available four score cheap. and 20 years ago it was released for the NES in 1990 Hmm. Um, and despite the, the the bit of kit, the vast majority of multiplayer games on the on the third generation were still um, two player, same screen or, or alternating, um, as far as home co- console market was concerned. So the four score didn't really do much to change that kind of. Hmm. Um, it didn't really open up the four player market as such as much as they'd hoped. Um, I, you know, the, the 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 developers weren't going for as many four player games. Hmm. They they just they were sticking with the two players, and actually, in hindsight, that meant we got a load more titles um, developed for the for, you know for the NES and Master System, etc. Um, whereas if they tried the four player ones, hmm. maybe we wouldn't have got as many. So yeah. I guess who the knows? Memory's got to be a, uh, like a factor in there. I mean, NES and Master System are not powerful consoles, so really, if you got a four player and you got the capability on there, how much space do you really have to make it a complex yeah. game? This is it. Well, this is this is exactly. I think one of the things we discussed with Double Dragon was mm. in terms of the sprites as well. Like the NES, you could only have two two enemies on screen at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then when they dropped a weapon, it had to disappear before another enemy yeah. could go. You know, so yeah, you you would really struggle. I think with with the four player, you'd probably have, be able to get one enemy on screen or something like that, and it wouldn't even be, be really that playable. So, um, but when it um, we then come to as, as far as local multiplayer game is concerned. A lot of people consider this next sort of time period the Holy Grail yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <coughs> of time periods, um, both in the arcades and on home consoles as well. Yeah. So I'm referring, of course, to the early 90s, <laughs> yeah? And uh, yeah. if we weren't in, if we weren't in happy place already, we're just about to be, yeah? So arcade cabinets were now changing, um, and they were changing into massive units with full four-person control decks and all the artwork to match as yeah, well, yeah. yeah? So you had the likes of X-Men Arcade. Yeah, yep. classic. Yeah, all the Konami stuff. Like, yeah. we were talking about this before with uh, Moonwalker, but, like, Simpsons Arcade, Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Turtles in Time, Simpsons. Knights of the yeah. Round, I've got to say it. Absolutely. Golden Axe, Final Fight. No, Knights of the Round is a great game. A great game. Could you have free play on Golden Axe? No, I don't think there was ever more than there two. Was, was there? There, there was... There was... Uh, I think it was only two player yeah. at the time. Yeah, that's but what I thought, but it was it was kind of tacking on to the whole um, sort of flamboyance, as it were, because they, they were releasing these um, cabinets and they had all the you know the big artwork and everything like that. They well, were Golden making Max a big was thing. Out one of, of the earlier ones, wasn't it? Because it predates yeah, yeah, yeah. the Konami Eight, stuff. Uh, and, Eight, nine, I think yeah. But also, we're getting on to this. Sorry, I I hope I'm not like treading no, on each other. No, carry on, far away. But we're also getting on to the point because I remember this very vividly. It was when I started playing arcade games, uh, late eighties. You had the first kind of like things where you had multiplayer racing games and they're hooked up to the same kind of race. Oh, hang cool. on, super like hang on, yeah, obviously yeah. the big one. Yeah. Super Monaco Grand Prix. Another one. Off-road, super off road. Super off road was great because it was the one screen, wasn't it? So good. Like four, was, was it like the four, four steering wheels? wheels. Yeah, 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 four yeah, steering yeah. wheels. Love that game. The cabin is huge. Yeah. Like, like the screen's not that big. No, it's not. But then it's not. You're, like, you're, like, you're literally standing at a 90 degree angle to the screen yeah. trying to. You're like yeah. this. 
<laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but those those one we just we just mentioned there, all the classics, released between eighty nine and ninety two. So mm. again, a quite a narrow mm-hmm. um, yeah. window, and they were all born with the desire to to satisfy those um, groups of friends wanting to fast paced multiplayer um, gaming experience at the same time. Yep. Same time. Yeah. Don't want to wait. No, I don't want to alternate. Adrian can't stand alternating. No. I want to play at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a and patient could, man. And you could do not only not only could you play with your mates, but you could do it on giant steering wheels and guns and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, um, all of these though were cooperative co-op games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had to work together. Uh-huh. So your chance to defeat ever more difficult enemies across different stages, mm-hmm. and you've got to stay alive to get the most out of your coin. You yeah. do, you do. Whereas these days, what do we do with games? We just press the button that says credit, don't we, Keith? <laughs> we do, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's one most used button now. Over and over again. Whereas yeah. what did we do back in the day? We had to you know, spend all our pocket money. I mean, the arcades, of course, they loved it. Why didn't? Why did they of love course. it? Of course. Yeah? Because the further you got, you know, the, the more money you piled in to try yeah. and beat the game. Because you couldn't, not being funny, you couldn't get to like the second to last stage and not and give up. You had to put yeah. the money in. I mean, it's not like the multiplayer on the same level, but you look at games like Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat, it was a game you'd always try and play your mates at. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And, and, and that's where, that's where the kind of, uh, the versus uh, yeah. modes then came into play. And then you had a lot of games being released that were like those one-on-one beat-em-ups, yeah? Mm. And they became just as, if not more popular, than the, than the co-op NBA ones. Jam yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, he's jumping the gun! Slow down, hey, slow down. He's jumping the gun! <laughs> <coughs> but, I mean, do, one of the memories I have of... I mean, I remember, like, Brighton and Worthing Piers and stuff like that, like, in the in the sort of early 90s, asking, like, my mum and dad for, like, another 10p or something, yeah. you know, another 20p. Um you know, and and basically getting there, trying to get the money in. What's Adrian got? We got. I got that from Worthing Beach. That. Oh, Adrian's shown us a pebble that he's got it's on his ad- key. It's actually an Adderstone. I found it at Worthing Beach uh, about a few months ago. Can we use that for an arcade nice. machine? To put- <laughs> you see, uh, if you ever want an Adderstone, so it's a stone with a hole in. Uh, you can look through it. You can see goblins. Apparently, they're quite mythical. You can get a lot of Worthing Beach. Did they just that. call us goblins? Yeah, which was. <laughs> Yeah, they're all goblins. I'm not, I'm not actually sure what's happening right now. What's, what's going on right now? <laughs> Welcome to the geology podcast. Welcome to Worthing Beach with Adrian Wallet. <laughs> Worthing geology. But I mean, I, where do we go from there? I'm trying to get back on track now. But well, but, where's Worthing next to? That's the question. Yeah, um, it's quite near Brighton. It is. Yeah. yeah, not far, not far. But I remember, I remember playing games on 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 those uh, on those arcades because they've changed so much over the years. But I remember, you know, you put your 10p's or your 20p's in and you're like, oh, can I have one more, one more 10p before the count reached zero? So you yeah, 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 yeah. So you had to run off and then yeah. find them. Mom, please. Um, exactly. Um, so those, and we've just said, for those that wanted a one-on-one challenge, you had games such as Street Fighter 2, oh, of yeah, course. Cool. Um, and let's face it, you know, joining forces with a mate to take on the bad guys was always fun. But going head to head and trying to smash their face in, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course it was. Yeah, I remember it like like oh, you're, you're nice as pie to your mate, and then like whether it was on the arcade machine or on, or, on a home console, things got a no bit mercy. Tense. Yeah, things really got tense, didn't they? Because <laughs> you wanted to win. So, Adrian, you you kind of jumped the gun on this, but I'm gonna. Um, this is now the bit that we're going to go to. So it brings me to a game which, as far as I'm concerned, and probably a lot of other people. Lives in a bit of an ivory tower when it comes to <laughs> to, to multiplayer arcade games. Um, I'm talking about the sports classic NBA Jam. What by a game. When was it released? 
I want to say 94. 92. 93. Keith is spot on. And he should be, because he owns the cat. <laughs> um, but 1993, yes, absolutely, by Midway. Um, it It's kind of a bit outrageous yeah, and a bit, bit flamboyant mm-hmm. and a bit weird, but that's why we love it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's kind of over the top. Exaggerated um, reality was what they called it. That, I couldn't have put it better. Absolutely fantastic. But you, what what kind of things were a bit kind of over the top in there? Uh, well, the gameplay wise, catching fire, catching fire, catching fire. Does anyone caught fire in basketball? Does anyone? I mean, not fire. It is say he's on fire if someone's having like a a good yeah. basic game. Yeah. yeah, we did cover like a whole episode on this. We did. Yeah, feel free yeah. to. We also check included out. white men can't jump, but we shouldn't be talking see, about you that. that. You, you insisted see on how I'm whistle stopping all of our previous yeah. pods. You I wished it in. That's not unintentional. How would you describe white men can't jump gameplay? Exaggerated. Well, uh, you and Dill are the only people in this room that have played it. Dill? I actually love it because I whooped Adrian at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exaggerated non-playability. Non-playability. Yeah. Is that a, is that a thing? Is it, well, I guess it is. Yeah. I guess best, it is. The best thing I can say about White Men Can't Jump <laughs> is that it's not the worst Atari game I've played at, at Adrian's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on the back of the box. I think that's good. That'll be another. That'll be another pod. <laughs> the worst Atari game. Oh dear. Anywho, so yeah, the game kind of took things to a, a new crazy level. So it had yeah. outrageous graphics, over the top gameplay, and as we said, setting fire to the basket when you mm-hmm. scored three consecutive times um, with a with a player. What was the phrase in the game when you did that? He's on fire. He's on fire. Um, the cabinet was was similar to others. Four sticks, four sets of buttons, um, but it stood out because it had a. It, I think it had a perfect mix of pace, style, and flamboyance. I like the word flamboyance. Cause flamboyance. It, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a bit weird, but it was not. Yeah, it was not so weird that it wasn't basketball. Well, and like the best sports games, you didn't have to be a basketball fan to enjoy it. Absolutely. It was um, also far louder than almost any other game in the arcade, which is part of its appeal. If you went into an arcade, you just like you'd hear. Or like it puts up a brick yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And no good. Is it the yeah. shoes and the crowd? <laughs> yeah, and the crowd noise and that would drag you in. Absolutely, and that's why you go over and spend your money on it. Exactly, and that's why people. Uh, to be fair, we, I mean, we played. We had the the privilege, Dill <laughs> and I, of um, playing Keith's shiny new uh, arcade cabinet. And we had a game on NBA Jam, didn't we? We did, and it was. We did. It's just so good. It's so just, good. It's just. It never gets old, that game. So it's fantastic. Bit of trivia for you as well. A lot of people actually ask why Shaquille O'Neal is not in the game. Yeah, why? I, I, he's I in love the to f- wake up at night. He's in the first one. He's in the first one. He's in the original. <clears throat> Michael Jordan's not in it. Mm. Never been in well, it. Well, with those types of names, yeah, um, put simply, it was a licensing issue. They ran out of time before release. They couldn't actually get the licensing paperwork sorted in time, so he was replaced. Well, Bird and Jordan had their own game, right? Yeah. They did, yeah. Yeah. But That's why neither of them are in there. Well, as as the kind of popularity of the game grew, um, the, the professional NBA players who were in the game would then boast openly um, about their involvement um, in the game because it became so popular. Uh, and, and they would say, I'm an NBA Jam. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. not. Yeah, but also the idea behind NBA Jam was to have the two best players from each team, each team on there. Yeah. yeah. So Shaq, you- Shaq was a huge fan of it, though. He was. He used to and play he, he, a does, lot. he does. He does say that it burns him a bit, that in fact he wasn't in it. 
So, but there we go. Um, I'm sure he can sleep on art and he's millions. I've eaten right. I think he'll. I think he'll survive. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. He's still he's, living. He's living off the Shaq, the Shaq Fu millions. <laughs> Wasn't the issue with Shaq that he was a rookie player that year? He was, he's in the original game. Mm. He is in the original arcade game, but he wasn't in any of the later ones. Mm. Any other? So any that I've missed? Early nineties. Well, any others that you didn't think? kind of mention it? But Micro Machines. That was a great game, and what? it was a crazy. You could do four player, couldn't Ar- you? Are we still talking arcade, or are you? Uh, well, arcade do or a separate. Arcade oh, okay. or oh, well, then yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Micro Machines Two had that kind of thing where Turbo Tournament. Yeah, you could. Uh, you actually had two ports on the That's it, the, the J-Cart, the famous Codemasters J-Cart. Although no one's mentioned the greatest multiplayer game of all time yet. Is it, are, we in the, are we in the right time? Go on. Yeah, Go Super, on. Bo- Super Bomber Man. Super Bomber Man. Yeah. 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 If Rob hasn't it, been on the today, list. we probably wouldn't have mentioned it. It is on the list. And do you know what? <laughs> I was going to mention Bomberman. it. Right, I was going to look at Dylan when I said it because he absolutely loves it. Stan Bomberman. Go Stan Bomberman. <laughs> don't like Bomberman <laughs> we should make it clear it's because we suck at it yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair and enough Rob's very good at and it Rob so that's why I hate him and I hate yeah. it yeah <laughs> Rob Rob mentioned it because he, he knows he can beat you at it every time <laughs> that's why Bomberman's a brilliant game because it relies on sneakiness and it does it does <laughs> Rob is so sneaky <laughs> yeah those are the the games I'm best at the ones that involve sneakiness games. yeah when when other people, when you think when you know someone else is not paying attention and then you just stick a bomb next to them and go oh look over there yeah. bang dead so <coughs> I want to I want to kind of go off piste slightly you want slightly to about skiing games slightly no actually funnily enough paperboy no I'm only joking <laughs> um, I want to talk about control control no not the overlord type mahaha control um, but the type used to play the games yeah because how else are you going to play a game without a controller yeah so your typical multiplayer arcade cabinet has generally speaking two what as the control interface oh, joystick joystick and buttons so, they, yeah you have two you have four sometimes you have three You've got the steering wheel, et cetera, et cetera. But generally speaking, from a lot of the games, it was the construct control stick mm-hmm. and it was the selection of buttons. Yeah? yeah, Some had one, two, five, whatever, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So home consoles, of course, generally always had a control pad of some description as the main yeah. input. So the question is, why didn't arcade manufacturers go with pads instead of sticks and buttons? Why did they go with sticks and buttons? Because they were fixed to the cabinet and not... Uh, if you had kind of joypads, people would steal them. Pretty much. It sounds like a cynical answer, yeah. but it's partly true, yeah. That's Durability as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, essentially those... Two, Keith, I've got through about 20 joysticks in my Amiga days. What's he going about durability? Uh, uh, Dylan interjecting it. <laughs> <laughs> Amiga joysticks are made out of balsa wood and dreams. <laughs> we, should, we should do like a university challenge style buzzer. Should we? <laughs> Raj. <laughs> but um, essentially, it was because the, the sticks that were actually manufactured onto the cabinet were, were able to withstand a huge amount of punishment, yeah? yeah? Um, and they've, they've... I mean, if you're really into that kind of thing, you can go online and have a look at stuff. And they, they literally do these tests where they hammer the hell out of these things. Can, and they still work. Are we allowed mm. to go to Keith's house and try that out? Then? No. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing that's going to be a flat... <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but these, yeah, a, a lot of the... Even, you know, even basic cabinets, uh, essentially, that the sticks and the buttons were designed to take a huge amount of punishment. Yeah. Um, pads just wouldn't have lasted. They'd have been replacing them, you know, every couple of weeks or week or couple of days, maybe, yeah? Um, so it was, a, it was a cost-effective thing as well. And, of course... You can't nick a joystick. Well, you can if you're desperate. Because, yeah. Um, 
But I mean, what could you do? Saw. Took a, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't then you got a little piece of. Yeah. I bet someone somewhere. Yeah, I bet somebody has, has got probably. a piece of joystick, right. and they back in 1978. Yeah. Like, I got this from this place or whatever. I bet they have. Um, but you could be kind of pretty heavy-handed with these um, joysticks, mm. and essentially, the multiplayer gaming was kind of the start of like raging a little bit with yeah. your mates kind of oh, you're cheating and you basically put a lot more pressure on the controls so you know, I thought so it was really always interesting is when <clears throat> you were playing like the multi kind of player beat em ups you'd always be strategizing on screen like you go left you go right or you go up top yeah, yeah. I go below and yeah it's really interesting kind of dynamics when you're playing there because you can swoop in and help your mate out or just leave him to get on with it and yeah, yeah. if there's a boss do one of Team you tar- yeah? Do one of you target the boss and the other target the side enemies? Mm. How do you do it? I always thought it was really Tactics. interesting. Yeah, it actually does add that extra. Tactics. <laughs> we got it. Level we of strategy. The other thing, yeah, we're not going to. No, I agree. <laughs> um, but you're absolutely right, though. To be fair, and it opened up a whole new kind of way of playing the game as well, which is which is really good. Although, having said that, with I distinctly remember playing things like Streets of Rage, mm. where when like you could get hit by your teammate yes, and it was yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. infuriating because oh, no. even though you organise tactics to say right you go top I go bottom someone would always cross over and end up beating you up and you're like Gah! so I finally got my four year old to play video games and we played yes. we played a lot of Street of Rage 2 and 3 uh, <laughs> and um, yeah he just beats me up all the time I'm like Chad <laughs> Stop it! And like, he finds it hilarious. Yeah, he does because like he's, he's always skate, and I'm always like Axel or Max or whatever. And he's like he does that thing where you know when like skate like jumps on people and does those little punchy <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. things in the head. He finds that hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like thanks, mate. Kill me again. <laughs> yeah, but me and my brother, I think when we were playing, used to do that sometimes where we'd actually purposely be trying to hit each other as well as the enemies. <laughs> so your games were really short. Then. <laughs> well, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, I mean, if you have a cheat, it gives you Cheap more lives. That helps too. But yeah, yeah. Nice. This doesn't surprise me though, Rob. I remember what you used, told us you used to do when you were losing to Mike at Street Fighter. That didn't happen too often. Pray tell, pray tell. <laughs> tell the t- you used to just unplug Mike's controller. Oh, that's sneakiness to the level. <laughs> Underhanded tactics. I was much younger than my defence. That's your defence. I was much younger. Rob sneaky. did that to me the other day. We talked about it. <laughs> oh no. Dylan's going to beat me a bomber man. No, he's not. Well, look, I wouldn't use it in the Nuremberg trials. But in this case, I think it's fair enough. Oh, we know good. the secret box has opened up now. But controllers, that's a nice little segue. But this for the home console controllers, we went from a real basic like single button clickers. Yeah, mm-hmm. just little joysticks and stuff like that. Um, to D-pads with multiple buttons. Look at the SNES. Look at the Mega Drive, for example. I mean, let's be honest, the SNES, I think, was a better controller. <gasps> oh, the original SNES controller I mean, is better than the original Mega Drive controller. No, the six-button controller the, Mega Drive is better than the SNES. Yeah, the six-button Mega uh, Drive controller is amazing. Yes, but the, but the, SNES, the SNES one... I think, the standard I one. Don't know, I, I, there's something about it. It's, it. it's not bulletproof, but it's pretty damn close to it. Um, well, if you look at the, the general design of it, they still use it now. Yeah. If you look at... It, the PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. He's clearly took inspiration from it. Absolutely. Um, and obviously it then sort of snowballed um, with uh, other controllers having triggers, shoulder buttons. Yeah. Uh, you've got the likes of N64 and GameCube, okay, which changed things up mm-hmm. massively, mm-hmm. loads of options. Mm-hmm. And then you've got today's Xbox PS5 pads offering, you know, customization, sensitivity, God knows what, yeah. Um, the question is, have we got too much choice mm, on control? Yeah. Ba-ba-ba. Not being funny... I love playing a I love playing a NES game with a, with two buttons. 
jump and punch. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's simplicity. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can't go wrong, really, can you? But hey, so <clears throat> what do we have down? I want to kind of ask you guys, as far as like local multiplayer, mm. yeah? yeah, thinking about arcade cabinets, thinking about consoles, think about all that sort of stuff. What have you got down as like a, a your favorite kind of controller playing multiplayer games? What kind of so the best way to play multiplayer? Hmm. What's your personal favorite kind of control? I'm gonna go with I don't know if it really counts, but eight player virtual racing. You're all in the cars yes. and you're on cars. Yes, or eight player daytime. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's same badass. Thing. Yeah. That's when you've got badass. all eight people, that is a that is yeah. a, that is a sight to behold. Amazing. Mm. I just want to chuck it in here. You know when the N64 came out and so did the Dreamcast. Hmm. Four four ports. Yeah. Four just ports. Just built into the console. In the, yes. yeah, not the PlayStation, just saying. No, no. Um, and I think that's because it, they wanted almost to promote the idea of mm. home multiplayer games. So for me, the N64, for me personally, was proper multiplayer heaven. Goldeneye. You know, um, Mario Kart 64. Diddy yeah. Kong Racing. <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> We're back. back. <laughs> Look, all Diddy I'm saying Kong. is, you got a four quarters in Peckham. There's a big screen. There is. They're not There's playing Diddy Kong Racing. They ain't playing Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> no. You might as well ask, please, can you take <laughs> out? Good. Remove Good. yourself from this place. Yeah. No, but I think I think I like the N64 uh, for me. Um, and also, you know, I'm going to chuck it out there. The Wii. The Wii was really good for multiplayer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going ahead of the game here. Yeah. But they're, they're proper Nintendo. Yeah. We want everyone to be in the family together, have fun. Bob's your uncle. This so, is why this is, must be why I ended up buying Playstations because I'm quite antisocial. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I you're just, honest. I just want to plan my own. You leave me alone. You actually super glued the port for number two. I don't know what's stuck in there, in there. Put a rubber bung in the hole, yeah. That'll do. So we march on, chaps. We march on and we and we find ourselves we find ourselves flying through to the, the mid to late nineties. Yeah. And the dawn of I would say probably the biggest step forward in, in gaming, which is online multiplayer gaming. And you might think, hang on, <laughs> mid to late nineties. Oh no, Rob, you're making funny noises now. You'll like you'll like what I've got to say at the end. All right, so stick with it, stick with it. So before we plunge into the kind of the yawning chasm that is a, the rabbit hole of online multiplayer, a little bit of history, all right? Because there's a few things here you probably don't know where it kind of uh, came from. So when was the birth of the internet officially? Oh blimey! So in the sixties, uh, I think crazy. Seventies, yeah. wasn't when, it? When is it? When is it? Kind of uh, a bit later than that. Eighties. Yeah, it got big in the nineties. Nineteen eighty-four. Ooh, he's close. Eighty-three. Oh, okay. apparently is the is the uh, the official birth of the internet. Um, and after that, obviously came you know personal computers. Mm. We had coding programs um, for for developers to create their own games um, and various sort of big names releasing um, titles such as Atari's MIDI Maze. You could actually network sixteen consoles, believe it or not, together. Um, and this then developed into into platforms being created to host LAN parties. Oh, mate! I mean, LAN yeah. was crazy. Uh, it was just you just connected two PCs there, didn't you? Yeah, I remember doing it at my house. I've told this story before. Apologies, but me, we tried to play Doom on a very powerful PC and a really, really, yeah. really weak PC that just couldn't play Doom. And it, a little bit like Moonwalk on the Amiga. I was in a tiny window. A little stereo. Oh, Chris, you can use that computer. I used the big mic. You just need to close one yeah. eye. Yeah. See <laughs> if you look really closely, you can just about see. But that was that was just that's exactly like when you had a mate round and you had t- two yeah. controllers. Oh, and, and you third had one, party controller. Yeah, yeah, one really good one, one there. Yeah. Like mad cats. Yeah, like mad cats. Some kind of rough old thing. Yeah, you you play with this one. It's wicked, man. Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. 
<coughs> but um, we we uh, or if you play it with Rob, there's no control to be You don't. You won't be needing that. Thanks very much. Um, but you also had um, LAN parties that were available with Sega with their IP multicast platform, um, and later the Netlink service for online access to the Saturn and Dreamcast mm. systems. Oof. So they were. A lot of people said they jumped the gun. And it was a bit too early. Um, I'll come on to that in a minute. But um, the, the the mid-90s saw Sega, Nintendo, and Atari all pushing online gaming forward. Um, but they found that the internet was obviously t- still really expensive. Um, and it yeah. wasn't fast enough. Yeah, no expensive way near fast and enough. slow. Yeah. Can you imagine um, trying to play online multiplayer games for the Jaguar? <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even make normal games out of <laughs> Shots fired! <laughs> Zing! <laughs> yeah. You can connect two jacks up. There's a jag link, you can. Is it really? Yeah, there is. And you can play Doom on it. There's a couple of games. Okay. Uh, <laughs> never done it. Never done it. Jag link. What is it? What is it? For, that reminds me of that line from Jurassic World. You, no, from Jurassic Park. Was just because you you could that doesn't mean that you stop, should. Yeah, you didn't stop to think <laughs> about where you got my jag because I told you. Well, I just gave you my jag, didn't I? It's like as like payment for something. So you could get a jag link, and we could link them up, and we could try that. We could, but I but, she, but, but I need to get a jag link first. You don't want to play multiplayer. White men can't jump. How oh, could you imagine? Does anyone want to see a video of Agent Dill linking up jags to play White Men Can't Jump? I think some people would like to see it. But wouldn't right. you need two copies of the game? Yeah, and would. two TVs next to each other. Yeah, and two inlays because you got to make sure you got the right buttons on your on your controllers. They're actually serious, aren't they? <laughs> jag link, jag link, jag link, Good. jag link, jag link. <laughs> That's going to be the strap line for this pod. Jagling. Jagling. Oh, my God. Right. So, as we said, internet, expensive. Internet, slow. slow. Not really mm. great for online multiplayer. <laughs> so, the PC platform was truly king at this point, And you had the likes of Doom, Command & Conquer, mm. several online uh, multiplayer RPG games as well. Um, way too many to list that, that came out. But RPG was, was absolutely huge. Um, and this gave players the chance to match up against other humans via a network, which obviously was a very new kind of fangled thing, yeah? Mm. So consoles, though, bless them, were still woefully behind. Um, and an attempt by Nintendo in 1995 um, released something called the Famicom Net System. They did, didn't they? Um, to make the SNES online multiplayer ca- capable. Um, it didn't go global. It was only sold in Japan. It did sell 130,000 units. Wow. Um, but it, it's the the the, uh, the functionality was was quite limited, um, and there just wasn't much kind of being developed for it or yeah. really going on with it. So it wasn't, you know, it kind of had a a, a flash in the pan in Japan. There we go. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, but a noble effort. A noble effort. We'll give them points for it. It wasn't really until 1999 um, when Nintendo released an add-on for the N64 that allowed online play, Ooh. and things kind of started heating up a little bit. So a couple of notable titles um, that were online capable yes. were... Must be GoldenEye. There's an absolutely classic one. Oh, it's, it's got to be Mario Kart 64. Super Smash Brothers. Uh, and a game called EverQuest. Anyone know what EverQuest is? Rings a bell. So, RPG? No, yes, it was. So they wanted to cash in on the whole mm. um, PC RPG kind of world, which was just, you know, massive. Um, EverQuest. They... What else could it be but an RPG? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. With a name like that. Um, but it is it is worth mentioning, though, that local split screen or the same screen multiplayer was was still at the forefront of yes. developers' minds. Um, and gamers' appetites. Um, the likes of GoldenEye, of course, we, we've said that. You can't mention multiplayer in that era without mentioning GoldenEye. Yeah, it just... 
a lot of people have it as the number one multiplayer game. Yeah, ever. Rob done a very good podcast on it many years mm. back. It's, you know, multiplayer was a big segment of the podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, and also I think other factors as you get more powerful consoles, you get to have more detail on each one of the split screens. And uh, every, you know, you don't have really, like the slowdown you used to have sometimes yeah. with I know sixteen bit. Remember yeah, Sonic yeah. Two split oh, screen two used player. to have slowdown yeah, all the yeah. time. And also at the same time, TVs are getting bigger. People aren't mm. really playing on 14-inch TVs anymore, so that really gives you more scope for that split-screen experience. Definitely. True really that, true that. Gave you, gave you a much better experience with a larger, uh, with a bigger TV. And they just got bigger and bigger, didn't they? Really? They did, yeah. Um, bit out of hand, to be fair. And you had, obviously, the likes of Mario Kart as well, which yeah. we mentioned. Again, you know, you, you can't mention multiplayer game without mentioning these titles. So... Um, so the following few years, at the start of the, uh, the millennium, um, we then saw what what a lot of people considered to be the kind of tipping point for for true online gaming. So you could say that the late nineties were were a bit of a when you turn the key in an old car, it kind of didn't really get started. Mm. Um, and some people, you know, some manufacturers, they had a go, they had a try, they developed peripherals, units, etc. Did it really take off? The infrastructure wasn't there. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the Dreamcast mm. uh, was released in November '98, uh, and this actually had uh, built-in uh, internet capabilities. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of people say that it was too ahead of its time uh, by maybe a couple of years. Oh, the Dreamcast! Yeah. Oh, the Dreamcast! Um, and the market was just not ready for it, no. essentially. No, no, no. Um, and they kind of cite this as really the the reason for its failure, which is sad. Mm. Which is sad. very sad. Because let's face it, there are some cracking Dreamcast titles. Um, and I quite like the look of the console as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Love the so I think there's a lot of love for it, but there we go. Fantasy Star Online was quite big. Uh, mm. That was the, I think that was possibly the only it game indeed, that really yeah. took off in terms of when people still play it now, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. still see it mentioned. I think mm. people are doing like TikTok videos and stuff. Fantasy yeah, Star yeah. stuff like that. I think Faith plays it, doesn't she? I believe that's Retro true. Faith, yeah. Brilliant. So um, GameCube and PS2 then then followed and showed that consoles, they could really be kind of a platform for all seasons, really. So you could go online, but you could also do the, the local multiplayer as well. Um, and consoles, in fact, all came with either a, a four four control ports, as we said, N64. What else did we have? Dreamcast. We had the Dreamcast yeah. as well. And the GameCube's four player as well, to be fair. Absolutely. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yep, it is indeed. Um, or you had uh, an adapter readily available, such as the multi-tap for the, the well, PS1 and PS2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that opened kind of Pandora's box, really, because that gave gamers a, a proper choice then. Mm. And don't don't forget the Saturn's one, where you could do up to 12 players on Bomberman. 10 players. 10 players ten on play, Bomberman. Yeah, the 10, yeah. Which is Bill a dream. Bomberman. 10 players on Bomberman <laughs> with his controller unplugged. That's Rob's dream. That's Rob's dream. I can unplug nine, nine other nine, controllers. Nine people he can destroy at Bomberman. <laughs> have you got, you haven't got it, have you? No. No. No, no, no. It's very cool though. It's, it's shaped like Bomberman's face. Would you it's like cool it? Yeah, it would be a cool thing to own. You'd have to buy eight more controllers probably. Uh, I'd have to buy a few friends as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Dig. God. Well, where do we go from there? <laughs> Jesus. There's the train well and truly derailed. But some uh, <clears throat> some notable multiplayer um, local and online titles included Time Splitters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a game. It's I a remember that game. one very fondly. Tekken, of course. Oh, yeah. WWE Smackdown and a bunch of other WWE games as well. Um, they were hilarious, I seem to remember, playing with mates and stuff. And proper ragey as well. <laughs> when like you got your life bar was like yeah, almost yeah. to nothing. Don't hit me, please. <laughs> Uh, Mario Party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we talked yeah. about that recently, didn't we? Oh, we man. did. Soul Calibur. 
Wolf. Yep. Star Fox. Oof. Super Monkey Ball. Oof, 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 oof. <laughs> so the early noughties then was ticking all the boxes um, when it came to including multiplayer, um, you know, pretty much wherever yeah. it could. Developers and, and manufacturers all keeping an eye on making sure that everyone was satisfied multiplayer-wise, yeah? So the rest, really, after that, as they say, is is kind of history. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have Microsoft launching the Xbox in, in 2002. Um, with the Xbox Live service. Mm-hmm. Dylan's staying quiet over there because he's not saying something which I know he's going to mention in a minute <laughs> that came afterwards. Um, and that was designed to, to take um, gaming almost entirely online mm. okay, and develop the internet uh, multiplayer gaming community to a whole new level. So meanwhile, PC uh, and most other platforms were churning out games with a specific online multiplayer focus. So, for example, Halo on Xbox was enormous, yeah. Mm. Um, you also had World of Warcraft, still, I th- think, the Massive. most played multiplayer game. Was well, Counter-Strike the first one that was really massive scale, like anyone could kind of join in? That was the next stuff. one I was yeah. going to mention, yeah. <laughs> well Nicely done. Um, Counter-Strike was, again, another enormous title, um, and uh, I think there was... There, what was the last, the newest one? It was some years ago, wasn't it? But people still played. Counter-Strike Source. I think it is. Yeah. And I think people still play. I still yeah, see I videos doing the rounds yeah. and streams playing and stuff like that. So they must have done something right with it. Um, but yeah, Counter-Strike was huge. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I think I think it's, I think World of Warcraft is still at the top of the well, most played. Very closely followed, I think, by Minecraft. Wow. Um, wow. Which again, another, another, another huge um, sort of online only kind of game. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but with, um, I mean, Lots of other titles as well, but Nintendo and Microsoft constantly developing online, you know, stores and support and all that sort of stuff. I think we've got to give props as well to Tetris 99. It's yes. such, yeah, <clears throat> basically you facing off against 98 players for every single game <laughs> and just trying to destroy everyone simultaneously, just racking yeah. up massive scores. Rage quit. <laughs> Oh, I think it's a free game. pointing fingers. I was asking Rob where he actually played it, but I have it on the Switch and it's great. Like it's, when I first got the Switch, I played it all the time. My best finish is about fifteenth on it or oh, something because mm, it gets ooh, really nice. like hardcore. Out of hundred, out of hundred, that's pretty good. Go. I'm ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <I'm 99. laughs> But yeah, it was yeah. It's it's like the way that you can like throw shade on people and stuff is really because you like because you can target people and like obviously if you see people like you can all kind of like band together to push people like off the screen and stuff yeah. to kind of narrow it down and it's yeah it's it's really good. There's lots of tactics. Surprising amount of tactics. Brilliant. So Tetris ninety nine. I haven't actually played it. I think I think it's a free download. Or used to be free. Definitely going to look out, especially if you can make people rage quit. That's just even more hilarious. So so we're going to, as we then skim past the kind of mid-2000s to present day, present day, online platforms pretty much foremost in in manufacturers' minds. Mm. Almost all games now require a connection to play. Yes. Um, All or part of the the given um, game. Um. Mobile gaming as well also flew into our view, development of more and more powerful handsets, and you've also got a constant network to play on, so kind of never... Little trick for you, little trick for you. If you play a mobile game and you switch off your data connection, you don't get any ads. Did you know? What are you on about? I didn't know that. What did you talking about, this? I found that. I probably shouldn't be saying (laughs) that. But but yeah, absolutely. If you're fed up with those ads popping up every two seconds. That's why you're not getting any revenue on Turtball. (laughs) 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 Easy, easy fun. Well, obviously, because I've I've learned a little bit about app development, you can like set apps to check for internet connections as it's playing. Yes, yeah. So what a lot of those guys probably don't do is do that 
while you're playing. So they do it at the beginning, obviously when you're initializing the app. Yeah. So it's like, oh, has he got internet connection? Oh, okay, that's fine. Da 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 da. But then it doesn't do it later on. Also, yeah, then you can't do it. But that's just bad programming. Yeah. Anyway, we, we won't we won't teach bad people teach bad. people any more bad habits. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. I didn't mean really me earlier. <laughs> so what what do what do critics have to say about the greatest multiplayer games of all time? What do they have to say? Nice things. Well, <laughs> let, nice things. <laughs> You'd imagine so, but you actually, being quite general there. So <laughs> just just imagine, just imagine a group of people with vastly different opinions all sitting in the room trying to decide a mm. definitive list of greatest multiplayer oh, yeah, games. Yeah. They they can't. No. Yeah. The the fact is that the jury is massively out. Mm. I I went to about fifteen different gaming sites, gaming history sort of sites, and virtually none of them had the same titles on. Um, You'd have sure. to narrow it down by console. Or yeah. Yeah. It's There's got to be massive. games that pop up in every list, though, like GoldenEye. Absolutely. There are some that do yeah. repeat, of mm. course, like your GoldenEyes and stuff like that. But but really, it's such a it's such a kind of a difficult beast to tame. Mm. Um, you really would, yeah, as Rob said, you'd have to kind of narrow it down and filter it, um, which you can do. But there are some there are some that do appear on 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 uh, on different lists. Um, and I've got a list from thegamer.com, which yeah. actually had quite a sort of a varied list, but some of theirs appeared on others as well. So Overwatch, anyone know Overwatch? Yeah, I've, played, I've yeah. played it. Yeah. Yeah. I've not played it, but a very, very popular game. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Yeah. I bought Overwatch for Tate uh, on the Switch. You buy the Switch box, and there's a download code in it. Boo! Download code. Here's a code. We wanted this. We <laughs> What's the That's, point? Ugh. Ugh. Just the code. So it's so so. I mean, you can't sell it on. No, you install it and then it's a waste oh. of plastic. As I was well. just about to say that they might as well just sell it on a little card or something, <laughs> a scratch card. Bloody See, box. nothing will beat going to Toys R Us back in the day, picking up a box and then getting the actual cartridge. You know. Anyway, we're 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 reminiscing. Nothing will be better. We'll talk about that on the Christmas better. podcast. We'll talk about <laughs> it. We will. We will. <laughs> we Don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> anyway, um, so where are we? Yeah, time splitters two. Rocket yeah, League. Great game. Oh, I love Rocket League. Goldeneye, of course, on, on almost everybody's list. But we've got several other sites choosing the likes of Bomberman, yeah, uh, Gauntlet, Streets of Rage, um, opting for kind of a more classic local multiplayer approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So where does that kind of leave us today, yeah, in terms of the, the overall sort of spread of, mm. of multiplayer history? We've got shooting, we've got racing, we've got sports, RPGs, um, and they've all got kind of handsome online multiplayer capabilities mm. and facilities and libraries, yeah? Yeah. Question is, do we have too much choice these days? Yeah, quite possibly. Mm. I think, I think there's too much. Mm. Yeah, you go on to look at a list of games and you think, oh, what crazy. is all this? And there's so many. And actually, there's a lot of really great games that get no advertising at all. Um, and then you go looking into them. I'm quite like because um, my my boss at work is a big gamer. And he plays um, like multiplayer stuff with his mates all the time because they're all over the world. And he tells nice. me about all these ones I've never heard about. Yeah. So if you know someone who is into that kind of thing, they'd have to like pass it on to you in a way. Because if you go to the store, like you said, it's just ridiculous. Like you try and go to the PlayStation. <laughs> it's store. funny, don't it? Like that in 2022, the best way to find those games is word of mouth. <laughs> I know, right? You just can't the irony. Get it. It's yeah. Just so flooded. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. those online stores are just ridiculous. Mm. It, it, it's it's yeah. like you you click on. I mean, I'll give uh, Xbox as an example, but I'm sure PlayStation Network's the same. You'll go on and and, and I'll look because obviously I, I play games with with my eldest son, and we love mm. to have a, a yeah, you yeah. know a same screen battle out or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're the same kid, yeah, yeah. etc and 
you know, you, you, you almost get completely just bogged down mm. in this like snowstorm of games. There's and you, a lot you think, of, what the hell is going it's on? It's like, you know, we talk, probably talked about it on the Wii podcast, the amount of like shovelware and stuff oh, that there no, was. Yeah. But yeah. now that's on the online stores. Yeah. Mm. And so unless you're buying like a triple A game that everyone knows about, you're trawling through stuff and you might, oh, that looks interesting. I don't know. It looks like it was made with a five pound budget. <laughs> Do you know? And it's, so there's a yeah, lot yeah. To, to search through to find those. Even the triple A stuff, because they actually now, they don't put them or well, as far as Xbox is concerned, they they try and bury them in a in a screen full of other games, mm. and and it's like you have to go looking for it, and they want you to kind of download some yeah, other stuff yeah, yeah. that they're pushing. You know, but, yeah. When I was like uh, young, and I got FIFA International Soccer for the Mega Drive, and that's a four player game. Obviously, if you had the four player adapter, I wondered like, is it going to uh, going to come a time when you can have twenty two players? All playing Each as player. one player. Yeah. Has anyone ever actually done yeah, that? Yeah, there was a game, actually. They used... Um, I played it. They, they, I think they used the, uh, the Half-Life engine, and you controlled a player on a football pitch. It was blocky. Was it Libro Grande? I can't. I can't. I think it was. Was it a PlayStation game? No, no, no. It was, it was PC. PC. That was a game where the, you played a, as an individual as player, one, though, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was so dull. And you could that, you could do that in like later. PES games, yeah, like pro evolution games. I think even I think yeah. even now FIFA has an option where you can just play as. Mm. But it was player. it wasn't that good because you you hardly ever got the ball. I was going to say because like if you're like a defender, for example, and like and you'll get like great big swings. Well, imagine if you're the know. goalkeeper for like, a really big really... team. You've got nothing, <laughs> nothing to do. Yeah, unless you're really into the game and like making those runs and like yeah, doing yeah. the thing without getting the ball. Tactic. But like, I mean, with esports, you could le- legit have like a proper, a proper online football yeah. team. Mm. True. Yeah, no thanks. Well, no thank you. <laughs> it's funny you say that because if you look at, um, and we mentioned it earlier, if you look at Rocket League, I actually play Rocket League online with a, with a, um, a brother and a, a couple of mates. It's great fun. Mm. It's really good, fun, fast-paced um, multiplayer. But there's actually, uh, when you go on quite often, there's a little bar at the top and it says live. It says eSports live. Mm. There's a whole industry just on Rocket League eSports. Oh, so yeah. And, crazy. and yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth millions. Big money. Yeah, and, and these teams, they do nothing but play, play Rocket, Rocket League. League. And these, yeah, I mean, We've never been invited to these big leagues. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I got to platinum once. I think, I think we're too good. I think we're too good. Um, I, can go, I can tell you guys a little secret. Go for it. Um, for Becca for Christmas, I bought her a, a new Switch game called It Takes Two. And it, I oh, I've seen that advertised. Yeah. It harps back, I think, to... Co- you can play online, I think, but it's co-op play. And the only way you can play it is two players. Not one player, not three, because you've got to work together. I think it's a husband and wife. You've got to solve puzzles. I think you're shrunk down a little bit. I don't know too much about it, but it's, a, it's one like Game of the Year awards and stuff. Yeah, it's what, yeah. It's finally came out on the Switch, so I thought that'd be a really fun game because I like playing games with Becca now and then. Mm. Um, so I thought that that's what I've got, Becca. Oh, Christmas. Nice. So don't tell, don't tell her. Is it local multiplayer only? Or no, can, you, you can play it. To listen it. To the podcast. No, she doesn't yeah, listen. she ain't gonna hear this. No, so <laughs> you can play. You can play on one screen, or you can get someone online to join you. I think. Okay, cool. I think I have to what check a great that out. idea. Yeah, I've, I have. I can't say can't say I've seen a lot of gameplay, but I've seen it advertised, and it's getting a lot of coverage. It's getting a lot of it press. It was released a year or so ago, I think. Yeah, it's getting a but lot of press. But now it's on the Switch, so I'm in, baby. <laughs> Brilliant. So, the question then is, are the days gone when we can have a casual pick-up and play with friends or a few no, games I of Deathmatch? I told you, I just bought one for Christmas. Sorry. Sorry. just told you. <laughs> so, so, the answer, Adrian, is no. <laughs> yeah? I say no. Yeah, I say no. Are you leaving a bit for us to say about our favourite multiplayer games at the end? Yeah, oh yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. So I said that. So for me, and, I, and, I, and I'm guessing this is going to be echoed around the table. So the true essence of multiplayer gaming 
is pick up and play fun games that are completely timeless, leave you with great memories of your head in a stitch in your stomach after having a laugh playing them. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. So you, you've got the more serious kind of depth and breadth of like your Call of Duties, your Apexes, etc., etc., and that kind of showcases you know the most advanced parts mm. and impressive parts of online multiplayer and where it's come to. Yeah, but. I think we kind of still have a, well, I certainly do a, a sort of an overriding passion um, and love for the kind of same screen, grab a controller, mm, local yeah, multiplayer yeah, games. Yeah. With, with friends and family that will always for me personally be proper multiplayer game. Mm. Yeah. Whether it's on an arcade cabinet, a console, whatever it is. Yeah. Even those, some of those little handhelds you got for Christmas, the little LCD ones you could do, <laughs> you could do as well. Um, but that for me will be will be absolute sort of like multiplayer heaven, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so with the with the inclusion of so many classic titles now in your in your modern consoles as well, there's loads of them um, coming out. And Sony obviously having I can't even remember what did we say on a previous news podcast? They've got a a director of classic revival or whatever yeah. it is or something, haven't they? Um, someone who's kind of bringing all the old titles in. Dylan's annoyed he missed out on the job. Dylan's like, yeah. Console and PC libraries, you know, and studios are still, you know, they're choosing to develop multiplayer games, but, and, and some of them with a classic sort of casual feel, like we've just said. Look at things like Fall Guys. Anyone know Fall Guys? Yeah, yeah. Completed it, mate. First time I played it, won the game. <laughs> and that's it. Shut up, shut up, job done. So now I did it. So Fall Guys, you've got Among Us as well. Yeah. Anyone know that one? And you've got, as we said, Rocket League as well. I mean, good, fun, not easy to pick up, a little bit tricky to master. Mm. But still great fun, good for a laugh, yeah. good to play with mates. And you don't need a lot of brain pain. You know, you ain't got a kind of, there's no strategy per se. Well, a little bit on Fall Guys, but yeah. it's Luck, good, really. good kind of fun multiplayer gaming. That's what I would say. Um, <clears throat> I'll always, I mean, I'll always put same screen co-op or versus gaming, your Street Fighter as your final fights, top of the tree, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Um, and that was kind of the glorious time oh, in, yeah, in gaming, for sure. multiplayer gaming. So, chaps... The retro to the modern eras of multiplayer gaming. Where do you sit? How much? How much did the move online affect your gaming with with others? And and do you agree with my shout being the kind of local the best? I want to hear kind of your absolute faves. Yeah, the the absolute tops of the tree for you, and the and the best kind of kind of era in multiplayer gaming. What do you reckon, Dill? Ooh, it's a tough one. Is a little bit. So so me and multiplayer games have a checkered history. <laughs> uh, but no, there was always like someone to play. Because, you know, I didn't have any siblings and my parents weren't much into gaming and yada yada. But like my mates at primary school having like Mega Drive and things. Mm-hmm. And those EA games, Rob mentioned FIFA earlier, but EA Hockey and like, you know, oh, you had a bit of hockey, stuff. You? Where you could do like, where you could be teammates, that was something. Mm. And I, obviously you couldn't just, you wouldn't take just one play, you'd switch. Your star. That was always nice, having the option to play co-op or competitive. So good. Yeah. Like, it was just that so was good. A, that was a stroke of genius, wasn't mm. it? Really? Yeah. So I've got like, quite a lot of fondness for, for those kind of 16-bit games and stuff like World of Illusion. Yeah. Like, we, we talk about, yeah. like, yeah, like the actual, like, like helping each other around That's the like level and stuff. Too. And man, you know, that, those games really kind of stood out. And then 
again, I couldn't play them much, but then I remember playing Goldeneye around Rob's house, and yeah. Rob getting annoyed at Mike, and like, you know, I remember all these things. Like, <laughs> and, then, and, then unplugging, and then unplugging the controller. And I remember like being in Key's house and playing like Two Crude Dudes and stuff. So, <laughs> two Crude Dudes. Yeah, you know, all these weird games and, the, and like mm. multiplayer stuff, and the online thing, like, I never really got into it. I had, yeah. when, when we got, I think me and Keith got our uh, 360s. 360s around the same time, and it came with a uh, like a trial period for yeah. Xbox Gold. Mm. Yep. And I remember playing. I think I had one of the tennis games. Can't remember. Uh, Top Spin. My bear. Thank you, Top Spin. So I went online. I was like, oh, I was pretty good. I was like, smashed the, like the, the computer mode. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm pretty good at this game. And I'm like, oh, I might as well play this guy online. Oh my god, you what? got annihilated! <laughs> I, did, I, did exa- annihilated. I did exactly the same thing. Ace after ace coming at you. After I yeah. was just like, what am I doing? It was quite funny playing with Keith online, and I'm like talking into the microphone, and Keith's like. That's Dill. What's Dill doing? Like, we were still learning how it worked. And like, it was so bizarre. His disembodied voice was coming from the Xbox. I didn't have a headset at the time. And, and, you, so well, you could, and, and obviously, it was the start of what you could actually have a, 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 a like a chat party, yeah, yeah. but not be in the same game, yeah. which is really strange. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so, and again, you know, let's, <laughs> I won't mention the elephant in the room. Game Pass. No, I mentioned oh, it. <laughs> okay. knew it was, I knew it was coming. And it is, but I think, like, like I do like, now that I. Obviously, my, my boss is good at telling me what's good, and obviously you guys are telling me like good. I still can't get my head around Rocket League, but Among Us, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think that's yeah. really a really cool little game. It's a quirky, and, fun little game, and I love it when they make you the imposter because then because 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 Ted randomly got this blind bag when we were in Smiths ages ago, and it was this Among Us thing. So he was like, "Oh, and get me a cuddly one." So I got him like a like a little cuddly like mm. Among Us yeah. like thing, and he's like, "Oh, I'll play the game then." I'm like, well, "All right." And I installed it. I was like, well, didn't really know what to expect. And I was like, this is really clever. Like, it's just really good. And when I first, like, like obviously, like, smashed, like, killed someone in it, he found it hilarious. <laughs> and this little thing with the little, like, the bone sticking with the out. The bone sticking out. Yeah. Neck, yeah. And like, I was just like, this is clever, man. This is it. If you can find, like, it's so it simple, the... but it's, it's just really mm. well executed, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a great time for multiplayer games, really. So it's like, I liked it back in the day, and I've got, you know, in my heart, you know, I'm fond of a lot of, old stuff but I think now is like now's the time yeah nice thanks Dil good answer Age what do you reckon when's your kind of killer era and your one of your kind of killer MP games probably late 90s early 2000s I used to love playing um, championship manager or football manager with my brothers and we'd have a team each it would take weeks weeks to finish one season because you got to take it in turn next player and I just have some really fond memories of playing uh, classic championship managers and trying to beat each other and sign-ins and I bought Ian Wright once off Did Michael because he was he had Arsenal so I, 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 I signed Ian Wright how old was he at that point uh, he was he was still in his prime you know, was he, he had, like, kind of late 20s but still can nice. knock in the goals late 90s this must have been before late right 30s. late 90s Ian Wright was in his 30s yeah then. well okay we're still scoring the goals yeah. still yeah. scoring the goals Adrian's <laughs> <laughs> got, got, got his rose tinted spectacles all I remember is I bought Ian Wright off Michael and he was great for me and I loved it and just I, I, we played all the different championship managers throughout the years we had so much so much fun taking it in turns playing those games we played so many games on the Amiga together so it brings up very good memories of me growing up with my my, my you guys brain. used to go hard though didn't you you used to be really competitive as well because I remember yeah of course I yeah. want to win it's good. Yeah, I want to win. I want to beat my brothers, but there we had go. a lot of fun. 
Late nineties bit of Championship Manager. Championship Deal's Manager. Got, Deal's got modern bit of modern day multiplayer game. He doesn't like retro games anymore, does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely changed. So it's Rob. He's flipped the squad. <laughs> Upset the apple cart. Go for it. Uh yeah, like I stopped playing new games to a large extent when everything went online. But I think in general, for me, the important, the best bit about playing multiplayer is that you're playing against people you know, your mates. It's, I don't know. For me, the prospect of playing with strangers online, like kind of. Yeah, just logging on, playing something random and getting destroyed. It's really uh, seemed that inviting to me. But, uh, you know, I like kind of... I like the era of being able to play four-player turtles. Yes. In, yeah, like, yeah. in the actual arcade. It'll never four, get old, will it? Four-player Simpsons where you all play one of the characters. Something like that, you know, it's... That, to me, is fun. Or just kind of, like, inviting a lot of mates around. Everyone brings joysticks, joy pads, like, play, plugs it into the port... And you play four-player stuff, you'd ordinarily play one or two-player. That, to me, is the magic of it. Mm. But, yeah, so I'll say, I guess, early 90s, early to mid. Nice. I'd go along that. Maybe in times of time period, maybe similar to Aid. Yeah, So late 90s. Early to mid-90s, the DRKs, like Rob said. Yeah. Bit Streets of Rage 2 at home. Of course. And those early EA sports games. But then, Aid and Dill will remember, mid-2000s, on the PS2, we used to have Pro Evolution Soccer Days. We did, we did. Pro Evo oh, Day. Pro Evo Day. Oh my God, I forgot. I forgot. That was so good. Those was pro- so I used good. to make oh, a little terrible tables. Oh, I used, used to make a terrible table yeah. on a bit of paper. That's oh, it. Amazing. Yeah, we used to draw up a little who's playing who and who, yeah, goal yeah. difference and everything. He's now, he's now sitting there going, Among Us? What? Nah, nah. Yeah. Pro, pro Evo yeah. Days, Pro Evo Days. And so we would spend all, like, it'd be like a whole Sunday playing Pro Evo. Oh. And it's brilliant. And I love that. Um, yeah, online gaming. I've dabbled. Like for when I was yeah. Street Fighter Five, I tried and I did okay, but I just don't. I would beat someone and then get messages telling me how sh- rubbish I was. <laughs> yeah, see, so I think uh, it's like I think the better ones are the ones where like you're not testing your skill against each other in a way. So like Among Us is quite funny because like you're either all working together yeah. to keep the kind of ship going difference. or you're the, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a, ver- like it's different. It's not, te- it's not testing Whereas, my Twitch reflex skills. Like what I said about like the top spin thing, I'm like, I'll never do that. I'm terrible yeah. at video games. Like, yeah. like they'll try and rank you. Apparently Rocket League tries to rank you, right? Yeah. Mm. But no, I've heard that's wrong and people go on there just to smash newbies just yeah. for the sake yeah. of smashing exactly. newbies. Rocket League is probably one of the better ones for what they call SBMM which is skill based matchmaking yeah Rocket League's actually quite it is actually quite generally quite good yeah because mm. I'll play if I play like a singles um, I'll go up against someone who's like mediocre so I'm, I'm pretty average at the game I'm not rubbish I'm not great but then when I play with my brother, he's really good. So we end up playing much better people. Yeah. But I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean about that. Yeah. It just kind yeah. of, and a bit like Rob says, is that doesn't really appeal to me. Maybe if, yeah. I, if I was really good at games, I'm sure it's ma- really good for your ego to be able to go on there and smash people. <laughs> um, but yeah, even when I get a message, you'd be like, oh, you need to learn some new moves. I'm like, I thought it was a good fight. I, I won. You. What's your problem? <laughs> and I, you know, you can't go online and just spam Hadoukens and win because you just can't. Um, and just things like that just kind of took the fun out of it. But, yeah. you know, my son, he loves playing Rocket League online. He plays FIFA online. But, right, and you guys know my son. He's quite an even-tempered kid. But you've never seen him as Not raging FIFA, as when he's playing FIFA. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I said to him, I know what it's like to get wound up playing a video game. But this, I have to say to him, like, if you're not having fun... Is yeah, it worth yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that, it. you know, for me, I yeah. think there's so many... There's, like Dill says, there's loads of great options... But when I play modern games, I'm not too fussed about that yeah, aspect I, of I it. Think, no. I think some modern games, and we just, you know, we keep saying among us, but there are there are some others that do capture that the fun quite well. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is good because another one called Gang Beast. Have you seen that one? Oh, it's we've like, got that. That's it's crazy, like, like these yeah, yeah. like flobbery. Like you kind of have to smack and each again, other. That's and, another one that doesn't yeah. rely on your skill. There's exactly. a lot of kind of luck yeah. and randomness, yeah. and, and and that's good because yeah. It, yeah, as yeah, you yeah. say, it, I've 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 been on I've been online gaming for years and years and years, mm. and now there's a lot of games where you have to be a certain level to even survive. Exactly, you know, and, yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah. like it, it, it just gets a little bit like repetitive, mm. um, and it's just nothing like kind of the classics where you're being cooperative and you're playing all those, you know, whether yeah, it's a beat 'em up or shoot 'em up, etc. So I think I think we've kind of we're kind of in the same ballpark. level, yeah, ballpark, yeah. aren't we? Really, I will say the one game of the last kind of few years I've really wanted to play online is Splatoon. Mm. It looks yeah, yeah. so well, much fun. Yeah, there's Splatoon three now. It's a big, big juggernaut. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's an, it's another one of those like fun looking. Again, I've not played it, but it looks yeah, really yeah. good. It's, it's not really my. I played it. I I like it. I also love it. Yeah. Also, it's not really one of those games where you die every few seconds. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's, different. it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we would. The general consensus is that being you can't beat being in a room. No, with people you know, yeah, and, absolutely. I just know, think whether it's, it's competitive or co-op, it's the yeah. Best you can't way really capture the kind of competitive right. or whatever, right. like when you're over a voice chat or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's good, and I, I love the technology behind mm. it. And it's you know, I, I I catch up with my brother quite a lot because I don't I don't see him every day. Yeah, but we we catch up and have a few games or something. But you know, it's just not the same as yeah. being. I mean, this is yeah, not to so. knock it because I know there'll be people out there who say. I've got friends that I made playing Call of Duty oh, or without online, a doubt. without you know, a doubt, yeah. like, that have become lifelong friends, and you know that's great. It's just got, but this is our experience. Of, yeah, definitely. Of, and I think I think there's a lot to be said. Just to add on a, a point at the end is 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 especially during like lockdowns and things like that. Yes, I think that yeah, for a lot of people, it, for a lot of people, it's it was a, a way of, of a connecting, bit of a lifeline, connecting with mm. with friends that they weren't seeing. Yeah, oh, of course, um, and making other friends. Mm. You know, I, I think that's that's really oh, important. Yeah, yeah. So we do have to give it some plaudits. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, there are there are some great online games out there and 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 stuff. But yeah, I think I think the crown kind of ultimately has to go to classic, good old local multiplayer. Definitely. There we go. So that's it, folks. We've we've wandered through the decades and we've started at the first multiplayer game, which was what. Pong, no. <laughs> you see, I just, just space despair. something space war. Space war, no. The one before that. Ten- tennis, tennis, two player tennis. Tennis for two. Tennis for two. We'll get it right one day. <laughs> space war was nearly right. That was the first gaming tournament. But yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What's that? So that's awesome. <laughs> but, wait, tell me what it was called again. The which one for the, the, the very first, very first multiplayer game? Tennis for two. And what's the game you bought back up for Christmas? It takes two. Yes! It comes full circle. That's nice. I'm missing something. End. Tennis for two, it takes two. I just, you know. So that was... Nice uh, symmetry. Back, all the way back in 1958. So there we go. So the, the, we then had the arcade hammer blow, obviously through the 70s and 80s. Um, amazing four-player cabinets, titles, and then we had the, the console takeover, um, which brought about the online revolution. So wherever you sit in terms of the best age for multiplayer games and gaming, I think it's fair to say it's better to play together. Yeah? It takes two. There you go. Thanks for listening, folks. All the best on all your multiplayer gaming journeys. Yay! Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives. 
Our podcasts are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arcadeattack, which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews and other bonus content. So, until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.